Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on local12.com and the local 12 news app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on local12.com and the local 12 news app. Cincinnati Scoreboard Recap Show, high school football-wise. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Tom Gamble, the commissioner of the Greater Catholic League South and proprietor of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown. Tony Pike is is AWOL. He's on assignment again today. I think he's doing the UC football sideline, but uh, we'll hopefully... What, you got to have seven hours of preparation for that game? For the UCF Bulls, or USF Bulls, rather. Um, I can tell you what you need to know. UC will trounce them. That's probably a very good point. There you go. Uh, we got a lot to get to. A couple special guests coming up. Dave Trosper, the head football coach at Connor. I'll be broadcasting Connor Highlands tonight tonight for the Saturday Night Lights. Um, and Mike Blount, the head coach of undefeated Roger Bacon. He's got potentially a Mr. Football candidate, yeah. Corey Kiner, and we'll talk to him about his season, about Corey Kiner, and about maybe his chance to win Mr. Football when all is said. Yeah, and they're the number one seed in Division Five, which is Region 20. 20. 20. 20. There 20. you go. Yeah, My yeah. math is just, just, so just good. Do, just do it by fours. I got it. I got it. Do. I was trying, but I was struggling to get there. All right, this seems odd for me to say on October the 3rd, what? but Ohio completed its regular yeah. season last night, the six-game truncated regular season, which – didn't go off without a hitch, Tom, but honestly, I want to say it went off with minor well, hitches. It was pretty well done for the most part. I can tell you as the organizer of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown, if you had come to me back in August and we tried to wait to see kind of how things were going to shake out because you couldn't do anything, I didn't want to revamp the schedule and then redo it again and redo it again. So we waited until they came out with the six weeks. And talking to as many athletic directors and football coaches as I did during that time, I don't think anyone expected to get to this point with as few cancellations because of COVID-19 as we've had. I mean, I think literally people were taking it day to day, then hoping to be able to take it week to week, game to game. So there have been some, but I think especially in this area, which is what we focus on, there haven't been near as many. Now, you can argue, is that because over time – you know, people, unless you are really showing symptoms or you know someone else in your family who has been diagnosed or tested positive, then you're you're not getting tested. I don't know what the answer is, but everybody seems to be doing fine. I've been out at games every week. I've been out at practices. And like I said, there have been some cancellations. There have but, been, but very but few relatives. Right. Correct. Very few. Very few relatives. I mean, I've, I've been surprised. And it's been, honestly, while the season, and it's been, let's not kid ourselves, it's been different. Very, most conferences yeah, I, did away with non league games. You know what's so funny? You, I, driving to the broadcast the game last night, we'll talk about this because it was a great game. Sure. I did with Sal Moeller last night for watchhsports.tv. And I got to thinking, Friday nights I usually get geeked up about high school football. And yeah. I have this year, but it just feels different. There's well, less atmosphere. There's less pomp and circumstance. Again, I'm glad they're playing, right. and I still love to watch sure. and broadcast Absolutely. and see it, and I'm glad they're competing. It does. It just feels completely different. Well, it does, and, and I'm out there every week, and I stand on the sidelines every week of what our showdown game is, and I couldn't agree with you more. And, and it's just, the, it's A, the limited capacity, but for me, most of the games are not allowing students. And, and that's just to prevent, because, you know, when you and talk about... And that's atmosphere, about, right? That, that's, oh, part of, that's, that's, atmosphere. The big, that's the big now part of high school football. It absolutely is. Now, there have been a couple games where they've had reduced student populations in attendance, and that's kind of been cool. But beyond that, without students, it is very weird. Now, nonetheless, it doesn't diminish 
the game, the play, right. and winning of a championship right. in some cases. But, boy, it, it it's not that same celebratory. I'm glad they're getting to play. That's Remember, everybody said just do what it takes to get them to be able to play. And to the credit of the coaches and the schools and the administrators, they've done that. But it is a definitive different atmosphere. Now, that's not going to change much in the playoffs because if you think about it, when you get the playoffs, from the standpoint of you're going to still have the same seating capacity issues. Right. I think the one thing the playoffs will change, and we're going to talk a lot about the playoffs, including Absolutely. some controversy, obviously, in Division One with the way the seating process took place. I do think, though, and maybe this is where the difference has been for me, especially in Ohio, with the sense of urgency. Games matter, but they don't this year because there's no right. Harbins. Now you get to the playoffs, obviously, there is a sense of urgency because you lose – Sure. You can schedule another regular season game if you so desire. But it's but, not but, it doesn't mean the same. Right. It doesn't yeah. mean the same. So maybe it'll ramp up for me personally when the playoffs begin. And maybe for teams well, as well. I think it will because you you know, one thing we can I think we can all agree on this, and, and, and not just the division one, but at divisions two and some of the smaller school divisions, there are some really good football teams this year. I mean, I think there are gonna be some and let's just jump to the to the Wyoming Indian Hill and, and just say that, you know, they, they were scheduled. They normally play week ten. There isn't a week ten. It's usually for the Cincinnati Hills League Championship. But now this year, I believe it's in the third game, I think, uh, because it's different this year. You have to win five games now to get to the state semifinals. So they would play. And that's one that you only get it once. You know, the past three years they played week ten, then they've met again in the postseason. This year, no regular season. You get it once in the postseason for everything. One will win, one will go home, and that should be an outstanding game. So I, I agree with you. I think the drama of what the game means, because everybody's trying to win a state championship, that's what will accelerate in the coming weeks. Yeah, by the way, you can. Uh, I've got all the pairings for you at Local12.com and links to, nice to links to full brackets as well, and the brackets are very unwieldy. But you oh, mentioned God. Indian Hill and Wyoming are technically in the same bracket. They're yep. in the lower bracket of Division Four, Region 16, and they would meet, yes, in round three, round- well, which would be the regional semifinal Correct. game technically yep. to get out of the yeah, and then to, to get to the to the regional final where uh, the top seed in this is Clinton Massey. Right. So Massey yep. Massey gets a nice schedule break. They earned the number one seed. They were voted mm-hmm. there. Um, but they don't have to beat both Wyoming and Indiana, right. right? So that's a big break for Massey. That's correct. No question. Yeah, and it is very interesting how in some, you know, like in Division Two, the top seven teams in Region 8 get a bye because of right. the number of teams in that region. And yet in whereas, Division 1, it's a perfect 16 it's teams, correct. and it works itself out. We'll and, get and that's only because, in a bit. Yes, and that's because Middletown got shipped to a, to different, a region. different region. Yeah, and correct. that happened to a couple of teams and a couple yes. other ones as well. Yes, indeed. Uh, you mentioned uh, the CHL. Let's start there from last night where Wyoming polished off Taylor 40. 39 nothing. Brennan Pagan, 8 of 9, 110, two touchdowns. Rush for 85 yards and a score. Wyoming finishes the season 6-0, and outscores its opponents 229-23. to But we've talked about it. I'm going to get to Indian Hill yeah. in a second. It's been a two-team race all along, and they are clearly so much better than the rest. Well, it's it's interesting to me because I, I think Madeira, Marymount, customarily were, were teams that would at least yes. challenge. At least maybe they didn't win. But, boy, I, I don't think I've ever seen a league where you have Two schools that, that are so separated from the rest of the league. And, and really, everybody else is kind of bunched up. I mean, honestly, most of the other teams on a given night could beat one of the others. 
But, boy, Wyoming, and you mentioned, and, and Indian Hill, from a, a disparity of points scored to points allowed, it's even more than Wyoming. Yeah, 320-33. to 33, They ended up outscoring opponents after beating Finneytown 62-6. They led 42 nothing at the half, got to a running clock. Um, and like we said, these two teams, Indian Hill and Wyoming, won't play until uh, yeah. the semifinal round of the Division Four Region 16 bracket. Game of the night, though, in the CHL, Deer Park came from down 21-19 to beat Marymount 25-21, and Madeira knocked off uh, Reading by a final count of 34 to nothing. And, you know, one thing people have asked, well, why didn't they shift the schedule? So, you know, week 10, it just depends on how they chose. A lot of right. times what the leagues did is they would just say, we're taking weeks. From here to here. From here to here, and, if, and they didn't tweak and twinge, and you lost. Like, for instance, Loveland and Milford in the ECC, that's a big rivalry game. That one wasn't played. Now, it could be if those two teams don't advance in the postseason, that's the type of game in the ECC, Anderson-Turpin. Right. That didn't get right. played. So you may see those might be the community-type games that maybe get added. Yes. And that's something we'll talk about because, boy, i got to be honest with you. If I'm and I get it, it's it's kind of like those bowl games, right? You, you get your younger kids, you work on things, but and I, you but can I wouldn't try mind another game if I'm a, if I'm a senior. I wouldn't mind I, playing I wouldn't, another game, I especially if it's my rival. It depends. The rivalry, yes, just games to play games. If you're not winning, especially if you're. Oh and seven, yeah, one and you, yeah, six. Yeah, I'll give you that part. But if you had a nice season, agree, and, and you wanted Absolutely. to play another couple of games as a kid, because let's I would it, agree with that. I this mean, could be it. Even ten yeah. chances isn't very much for all the no, work you put in for football I to get ten more. cracks at it. Man, that doesn't seem like a lot. No, and it's funny you say that. I think that's one reason why numbers in football are down because when you look at it now, it's become like every year high round. school sport. It's year round, and when you look at the amount of hours and time that you're putting in, you're right. Give me more than just seven games. Exactly. Uh, one of the games, uh, yes. the game that you were certainly at last night, the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown game yep. of the week. Lakota West knocked off Mason twenty-one nothing. West finished finishes five and zero and five and zero because they played a GMC schedule. Right. They obviously had the game last week postponed. They held Mason to one hundred thirty-eight yards. Mitch Bolden with two touchdowns. Lakota West outscored its five opponents one twenty-five to twenty. So not a lot dynamically offensively, just averaging twenty-five a game. But held its five opponents to just four points. Well, this is a this is a tournament worthy defense. I mean, it really is. Three shutouts in five games. Shutout. It started with a shutout of Cole Rain, ten to nothing on the road, and then last night against a pretty good Mason team, twenty one to nothing. Fast. Cameron Vargas was our Mercy Health MVP of the game, all over the, the defensive side of the football. And I'll tell you, you know, you talk about in the playoffs and in tight games having a winning defense. West has a winning defense. I think if you look offensively, they're young. Now, let me give you this, and I know you love crazy stuff I like love this. crazy, crazy right. numbers. So, in the GMC, West has not won the league title outright or finished atop the standings, however you want to say it, by itself. They did it twice with Colerain, which has been either outright or shared a title. Since 1907, since, and they haven't been in the league that long. Since 2000. <laughs> Fairfield won it in 99. That's the last one before Cole Rain's run. Lakota, before it split into East or West. Greg Bailey. Greg Bailey won it back in 1995. And in East, I believe, tied once 
at, with Cole Rain. And, and the only reason that they tied is, is they didn't with play the rotation each other. Yeah. of the schedule. Correct. They both wound up 7-0. and They didn't play the other team. But think about that. It's, in, it's still incredible to me in a league that has 10 members and some pretty good football that Cole Rain was able to dominate. And of course, Tom Bolden, now the coach at West, was a part of a lot of those taking over for Kerry Combs at Cole Rain. But West is good. Make no mistake. They're the number one seed. They earned it. And uh, their defense is going to keep them in every single game that they play. Now, there was Mason trailed 7 nothing, put right. together a drive in the third quarter, took up more than half of the period, presumably going to maybe a potential game-tying touchdown. But all of a sudden, you get a penalty. You get sacked. You look up. It's third and 18. It's fourth and whatever. I mean, that's, that's what the West defense did. West turned it over three times. I mean, but you know what? You can muff a punt when your defense comes on the field and you're that good to stop them. So it's a, you know, it's a good defense, and I wouldn't be surprised if West didn't make an extended run in the postseason. Uh, elsewhere in the GMC last night, Princeton finishes five and one in the regular season, beat Fairfield forty to twenty-three. Ari Turner had 159 yards rushing and a touchdown, and UC bound Leroy Bauer scooped up a fumble and ran it back 70 yards. I broadcast Princeton games last year, and I'll tell you, Leroy Bowers can play. He Wait. is a really good player. And maybe they don't want me anywhere around Princeton because we had him in a Skyline Chili Crosstown showdown when they played Lakota East. And lost. And lost. Now, don't, now East was 0-3. They finished 3-3. Three and three. So they won their last three games. It started with that win at Princeton. Princeton had East deserved to win that game. They played well. But Princeton, you could tell, they were coming off that rallying from 17 down to beat Coleraine for the first time, I think, since 1997. And, and maybe they had a little hangover effect from that. But this Princeton team, I mean, they're 5-1. Five and one. Five You and can't one. take anything away from no them. No doubt about it. Speaking of East, they finished off their season, as Tom mentioned, with three straight wins, beating Oak Hills 42-20. Josh Thornhill ran an interception back for a touchdown. Also had an 85-yard touchdown yeah, run. He, he's Oak a Hills good turned player. over five times. He's a really good player. And Cole Rain eked out one over Hamilton yeah. 14-13. I wish I had the details specifically on how this finished. The GMC site and Cincinnati.com have it the same way that it looked like Hamilton kicked at the end, and I can't believe that they well, you kicked, they kick kicked to, to make take it a loss. Right? Yeah, I it mean, shows them trying a two-point conversion at fourteen to six, and then kicking at fourteen to thirteen makes no or fourteen sense. to twelve. That makes no sense to me. So anyway, Colerain did hang on to win fourteen thirteen. And Colerain clearly offensively this year didn't have that same wow. Didn't have the big burst of you know because they typically would put up forty plus, and I, I I'd be remiss if. I feel bad for Hook Hills. I mean, I Justin too. Roden, I think who is a really, really, really good football They coach. have to get out of that league. They've had a lineage of really good football. All kinds of different guys. Curry Cummins, Steve Sheehan, Dan Scholes, Bob Klotz. I mean, the list goes they on. They have to get out of that league. I, now, they weren't in the league back in the Bob Klotz and, and Sheehan issue. That was the was Queen Metro, City Metro. Metro, yeah. Metro County Conference. Or Metro County yeah, Conference, yeah. At that time. Queen but, City but, Metro, yeah. But nonetheless, you can't, I mean... Now they're making the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And the reward for that is good luck to you. But no, but nonetheless, I mean, they, they just, for whatever reason, I mean, you can only have so many different types of coaches before you go for whatever. We just, this isn't working. No, right. Uh, Middletown did play out of league last right. night, even though they're a GMC team. They ended up beating Walnut Hills yep. 33-26. Sycamore picked up a game with Ironton and lost 33-11 there. And then the other game of the night to talk about before we move on to Kentucky and we'll get back to Ohio and some of the other games from last night was the game we broadcast on watchhssports.tv and here at espmedia.com where Moeller came from 24-13 down yeah, with less four, than four minutes yeah. to go, took a 25-24 lead. 
But then a great catch by Devontae Smith just went up and took a football away from a Moeller cornerback, Cap Davis, set up an eventual game-winning field goal from Mason Lundsman with 29 yards out with 12 seconds to go. Devontae Smith had two huge catches in there. He's heading to Ohio State to play as a defensive back. Alabama. Or Alabama, rather. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Alabama. Was, um, I think, right? Yes, I mean, correct. It was right. It was yeah, Ohio got, State. They got, they got, Alabama. They, they've, they've got an Ohio State, a Mac, a UC, right. and, and in an their Alabama. Sec- in their secondary. And, and, you know, he had one catch for seven yards coming in, had two for 80 last yeah, night. Yeah, I mean, and both I mean, of them were huge. Both of them, he went up and took the ball away from the corner. And right. so LaSalle finishes uh, with, the, with the win. Moeller finishes one and five. We'll get back to the playoff conversation. We I think will. they're going to be dangerous in the first round. And we haven't forgotten about the big game in the ECC to see who wins we'll that game. We'll get yep, there. Turpin at Winton Woods, so hang tight with that. But first, we go south of the river because you're involved with Saturday Night Lights tonight. They'll be on in Hebron. Exactly. And uh, you'll be broadcasting the game. Highlands at Connor. We'll talk to Dave Trosper, head coach of the Connor Cougars, when we continue. That's indeed. It's Take indeed. us out, Fred, as they say in the business. Greater Cincinnati High School football scoreboard and recap show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Alabama Fish Bar, the Taste of Cincinnati 2017 winner. Alabama Fish Bar located in Over the Rhine at 1601 Race Street, Cincinnati. Go to alabamafishbar.com to learn more about this 26-year-old staple serving the freshest fish in historic downtown Cincinnati. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Closed all major holidays. Welcome back into the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Tom Gamble from the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown and the Commissioner of the Greater Catholic League South. A game I'll be broadcasting tonight for the CW Cincinnati yeah. is over in Northern Kentucky where Connor hosts Highlands in a Class 5A District 5 Showdown. Our pleasure to welcome in the longtime successful head coach of the Connor Cougars. He's Dave Trosper. Dave, how are we? We're great. How you guys doing? Awesome, awesome to hear from you. Good Growing to up listening to you guys and... This, this I'm gonna show your age a little bit, but uh, it's awesome to, to hear you guys. I've always always enjoyed listening to what you guys have to say. And this is how old I am. I broadcast yeah. Dave Trosper games when he was in high school in the '80s. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you did. I God. still have the tapes if you ever want them. Yeah, yeah it's VHS still. Uh, that's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> that well, your, your team off to a to a two and zero start. Um, you have to make up for a loss of quarterback Jared Hicks, but yeah. you've always been a quarterback-friendly offense, Dave. The one thing for the two games, though, it looks like your defense is playing extraordinarily well. Yeah, you know, you know, guys, with everything that's been going on and, and how we, we've had to do things in terms of practice and the shortness and everything else, that's one of the things we talked about as a staff when we came into the season. We were going to really focus on special teams and defense. And, and our practice schedules and routines, if you come and look at them, they're going to show that – you know, we had a good amount of returners on defense. We have a really good kicker, and, and uh, we felt like we, if we concentrated and focused on that, did things offensively to hold on to the ball and, and just not do anything to beat us, that, that we'd have a good chance with returning all the defensive guys that we had to return. Yeah, you know, Dave, you bring up something interesting. You hear a lot of times that, that, that the better coaches and the programs that are consistent winners, they're very good at adjusting to their personnel, and that kind of sounds like maybe with all of the – the COVID-19 protocol and the different situations that you had to deal with, it kind of sounds like that's exactly what you've done this year. Yeah, I mean, Tom, it's 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 really difficult. You know, I mean, I, I have some sitting there looking at my board. The one thing that I always believe in is never get beat on procedures. You know, I'm an organiz- organizational freak. I mean, I'm a little OCD, as my coaches would say, and, 
And, um, you know, that, that's one of the things that I struggle with. I mean, the check-ins, the check-outs, the temperatures, all the things going on with all the logistical nightmares is, 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 is really trying. Um, but it's like I tell our kids, the one thing that's normal is when you step in between those lines, it's still football. You know, uh, and that's the one thing that we focused on. And, you know, I, I take it off of my staff. We've done a great job with, with adjusting. And our kids, our kids have, you know, they, they, they really buy into our program. And, and they, that's one of the things that our coaches say, hey, once we get this a couple of days in, our kids just go with it. And I think that's one of the things that I've been really impressed with with our young people is that they understand what this is all about and they bought into doing it right. And, and that's the key. And, and we've just been lucky to have some returning guys on defense. And so it's kind of like we picked up last year on where we were, and, and it's made it a lot simpler. Dave Trosper, head coach of the Connor Cougars, is our guest. Connor hosting Highlands tonight, a little Saturday Night Light. Skinny will be on the call, will be on the an- analysis, correct? Yes. They'll get the analysis. Let me, and let me ask you, play Highlands tonight. How big was it? I know last year you defeated Highlands not once, once during the regular season, but then again in the postseason, and that's – and I think in Northern Kentucky, you know, when you've got the Covington Catholics and you've got the Highlands and for smaller schools, you've got the Beachwoods. How important was it in going into tonight that you can now look back? And I know a lot of coaches will say, you know, it's tough to beat a team twice, nearly impossible three times. But when, you, when you're playing against a lot of times the name and the side of the helmet, et cetera, how big was that to beat them not once but twice last year? Well, I mean, you know, Tom, they're a premier program. I mean, all the all the history and everything that they have over there. You know, you always combat that whenever you go to play a team that that's, that's got the history. You know, and and you just hope that your kids don't get caught up in that. And I think that's one of the things that we did um, as a coaching staff last year was we were able to to look past the distractions. You know, and and try to stay focused. We talk about that every day. Is is not getting caught up into the hype. You know, they had the band there the first time we played from UK. It was. A, a legacy day with, with the Jared Lorenzen thing. And, and the biggest thing that I found out from our team last year was, was nothing was ever too big. When you have a guy like Jared Hicks playing quarterback, it, nothing's too big for that kid. And so he, he kept us even kill. We were down at halftime, um, and we were able to come back to a great football team. I mean, they're, they were, they're still a great program, a great football team. I take my hat off to Brian. He's doing some great things. And, you know, to us, we just continue to play. We took it one week at a time, and that's what we're going to continue to do. And, and you're going to get Coach B from me because that's what you asked for. So, you know, we're, we're going we're to continue to play, uh, not the taint, not the, the name, um, just the team. And, and that's what we talk about. We really don't get riled up. We never have about who we're playing. It's just we're playing a nameless opponent. And that's what we talk about, a nameless, faceless opponent. And that's what we try to do every single week. Dave, you've had a legacy of really good quarterbacks. I'm going to probably miss somebody along the way. You mentioned Jared Hicks from the last couple of years. You go back to Nick West, Cy wow. Smith, obviously Drew Barker, uh, Kyler Padgett. I mean, there have been, been guys, like I said, I'm sure I probably missed somebody. But but now it's it's a new guy again, Alex Castrucci. Talk about what he's done. A couple touchdown passes, a couple touchdown runs, just the one interception through the first two games. Talk about how he's kind of, uh, kind of following in that legacy, if you will. Well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Our, our, our offense is quarterback friendly. I mean, it's it's you got to be the guy. I mean, and and if you're not willing to do that, then then it's difficult. We we spend a lot of time watching film. You know, with zooms now, it, it makes it easy. And you know, you know, I've turned into a technology guy now. You know, FaceTime <laughs> is easy. Um, you know, we're watching zooms together. We're watching video together. We're still able to meet. We just have to stay six feet apart. But you know. My 
my quarterbacks, in order to play in this system, you have to commit to that. You have to commit to learning what's going on, you know. And, and I coach and play defense my whole life. So everything that I teach them is from a defensive perspective, from a coverage standpoint. Um, and, and Alex is bought into that. He comes in with his notepad. Um, when he's at home, he's writing things down. I ask him what we think we can do, which nothing has changed with how I coach the quarterbacks. It's always been the same for 15 years since I've been here, and it's never going to get any different. And those guys understand that in order to play that position, number one, you got to be the guy. You know, you can't be afraid to be the guy. You can't be afraid. He was voted as one of our captains as a junior, rightfully so. And he's just taken – he played quarterback as a freshman for us. Um, last year he played safety and wide receiver. And, you know, he, he, he gets what we do. He saw what Jared did. He would sit in the meetings with Jared last year. So he understands what it is. And it's not just having the athletic ability. It's the mental process that separates my quarterbacks from everybody else. They may not be as talented – you know, uh, you left one off, which is Snake, which is over at Thomas Moore. He's yeah. actually playing at Thomas Moore, um, uh, Walker Bulow. So all those guys just understand what the expectation is to play the quarterback spot, not just to be a good football player. you got to be – the mental game has to be the biggest thing. We started this with defense. Let's end it with defense. You, you guys have not only stopped people, but come up with some big plays, 10 tackles for loss, six sacks. Cody Crawford has a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. You return an interception for a touchdown. Parker Hitsfield, I remember from last year, and he's all over the place with 18 tackles. Um, you mentioned you got some dudes on defense, and they're performing like that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing, Skinny, that makes it so fun is, is that we've got – and they're only juniors. Every kid you mentioned was a junior. Um, you know, and this, they played sophomores. Like we, we had seven sophomores starting on defense last year, and and that's huge. And, and you know, we we constantly promote defense. Those guys want to get after it. Matt Rice, our defensive coordinator, does a great job with getting those guys excited about what we're doing. And and they bring a physical presence. And if there's one thing I can tell you from an offensive standpoint that's very difficult with what we're doing right now is getting that mesh getting the offensive line to, to that cohesiveness because that's what you were always able to do in the past. So people are struggling with that right now from an upfront standpoint, and I think we're exposing it from a defensive standpoint to say, okay, here we are. How are you going to fix this offensive line-wise? Because that's the hardest thing right now with limited practices. All right, Dave, we appreciate the time as always and to take care of Skinny tonight, and we look forward to a good game. Highlands at Connor kickoff just after 7 o'clock. At uh, Connor High School in Hebron. And you can catch it on the CW Cincinnati. Dave, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it, Dave. Hey, guys, anytime. The legends of Northern Kentucky. I'm always excited to talk to you guys. I appreciate what you do for high school football. You bet. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. If you can find those legends, let us know. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Go go get them. (laughs) All right. right. Take care. Dave Trosper, head football coach. And I would tell you this about Connor. In Boone County, there's four schools. Boone County, Connor, Cooper, and Ryle. And in reverse order, Ryle first, then Cooper the latest. Connor's become, at least from a, the last few years, they've become the most, the most consistent. consistent. I yes. think they have consistent year in and year out. Dave does a nice job, and, and you mentioned quarterbacks. Jared Hicks was an outstanding one. And that, that Highlands game, don't forget. They he overcame had, his AAU basketball coach, in case you're wondering. Oh, God. <laughs> right. well, that's, but Jared Hicks, in the, help me out here, the Highlands game, they had the one, the late touchdown yes. pass. Yes. Was that regular season? I think or that was a playoff season? game. I think playoff yeah. game. Yeah, and that those. And again, I, I don't think you can discount the Covcalf Highlands, the Beachwood, depending on who you are playing those teams and getting out. I've had coaches tell me 
oh, when we start playing those teams, we're 14 points down. you got to get rid of that. Yeah, you no, got to beat them, and now absolutely should be an interesting game, and Connor trying to go to 3-0 and tonight. All right, elsewhere in Northern Kentucky from last night, Covenant Catholic kept rolling along. They knocked off yeah. Boone County 45-7, held the Rebels to 151 yards. Ryan Schneider with an 80-yard interception return. Caleb Jacob, a couple touchdown passes and a touchdown rushing. They've won 34, 34. straight in the regular season. That's a lot. Cooper, the other Boone County yeah. school you mentioned, one of the other ones, beat George Rogers Clark 27-26. They held Clark on a two-point conversion attempt with three minutes to go wow. to hang on. Jeremiah Lee, who's played receiver, quarterback, quarterback, receiver, yeah. receiver, quarterback, well, back he quarterback been, last night. And he would have been, he's a versatile guy, wouldn't have been their starting quarterback, Correct. but because of injury, got pressed into that. And that's a big, you know, and obviously that's where my kids go. My, my oldest two have graduated from there. My youngest plays soccer there. And, and, and they needed that win. You need a win. Yes. You need some confidence. And maybe winning it that way will kind of start things. Yeah, he went uh, 10 of 14 passes, 169 yards and two touchdowns and ran for 124 more and a couple of TDs. Probably the game of the night, and I think without argument the game of the night in Northern Kentucky, Dixie Heights taking yeah. on Beachwood, and Dixie comes away with a 28-20 victory. It's been a weird season. Dixie played Corbin, Covcath, very tough and lost. Beachwood played Corbin, Covcath, beat Corbin barely. Lost barely to Covcast, right. so obviously this was going to be a great Good matchup game. on paper. Yeah. It's a Dixie team that we thought, we wondered after that Covcath game, is it Dixie's that good, or mm-hmm. is something wrong with Covcath? Well, Covcath is wrong. Well, I think it shows Dixie's pretty darn good. And you're conflicted here. You're I a grad am. of Dixie Heights. You now coach, coach at Beachwood. Beachwood. What do you do? Did you, you didn't wear that cheesy-ass half thing, did I, you? Yeah, I probably should have. I guess oh, I should have. They're both red, although Dixie's red's a little darker yes. than the Beachwood yes. red, but nonetheless, you could go with yep. red. Elsewhere in Northern Kentucky last night, Scott County beat Ryle 28-18. Simon Kenton fell in overtime to Russell 32-31. It was Campbell County over Pikeville 14-7. Newport beat Bellevue 51-20. Ethan Jefferson with five touchdown passes. Three to Caleb Thompson. According to a local publication, he found those five touchdowns. And don't passes. forget, Scott County was very consistent on offense. They scored once in each quarter. <laughs> they, they did. That's awesome to know. Four times seven is 28. That's a fabulous yeah. number. A couple of district games from last night. Class 4A, District 6. Holmes knocked off Rowan County 28 21. And in Class 2A, District 5, Walton Verona with a 14 6 win over Carroll. And in Class A, District 5, Brossert took them three overtimes to knock off Nicholas County 42 34. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say check out our Twitter at X town showdown on monday because we'll have the announcement we're going to northern kentucky it's yes, our first northern are. kentucky game i next think week. i know where you're going but you i'm may. not gonna i'm not don't, gonna lose the surprise right, please it's 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 it, people will be probably won't be able to sleep this week Ma- major secret waiting yes I'm it, it, it should be it. a good game it actually. should be actually yeah, yeah, the one that i think you're going to do is going to be a great game indeed yes. all right when we continue we're going to talk with roger bacon head coach mike blout his team finished the regular season undefeated and he's only got a guy that's Jeez. run for 26 touchdowns in six games it's not all we'll talk to him we'll look back at some of the games in ohio we still got some playoff conversation ahead we do. as we roll along with the Greater Cincinnati High School Football Scoreboard and Recap Show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner, only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. When it comes to transportation services, Kingsgate Logistics delivers. We find ways for businesses to move freight faster, safer, and smarter. Finally tuning supply chains with every new shipment so you can ship confidently. Since 1986, Kingsgate has been navigating logistic challenges throughout Crusader country and across North America. You can rest easy knowing that your shipment is receiving the personal attention it deserves. Kingsgate Logistics is proud to sponsor your Molar Crusaders. For more information, visit www.kingsgatelogistics.com. 
Welcome back into the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Tom Gamble with the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown. Roger Bacon winds up its regular season 41-0 winners last night over North College Hill to finish 6-0. Corey Kiner, 9 carries, 95 yards, 4 touchdowns, finishes with 12-96, 26 TDs, and about a first down and a half per carry, 13.6 yards per carry. Our pleasure to welcome in the head coach of Roger Bacon, Mike Blout. Mike, I, I know when you have a kid like this and you coach, probably nothing surprises you, but you got to look at some numbers like that, 13.6 per touch. That's insane. Yes, it is. He's, um, you know, our old school record was was ten point something, and you know he broke it last year, and he's going to break it again this year. Um, and so, yeah, he, he makes play calling a little bit easier when you can go thirteen every time. You know, Mike, I gotta I gotta think as coach too when you have and and you know you want close games, you want to be tested. I mean, and you can't do anything about the schedule you're playing and 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 maybe how good your team has been. But, but isn't it tough sometimes to manage a kid like this? Only from the standpoint, like last night, obviously, you played him in the first half. That's difficult, too, because you know a kid works hard, and by all accounts, he's a really good kid, and he wants to play, but you have to kind of balance that how much is enough, right, when the score's kind of out of hand? Right. Yeah, that, that's, that's one of our biggest problems. And, and as a coaching staff, we, we, you know, not that we argue about it, but it's like, okay, when do we pull? When do we leave you man? You know, because he does need his reps, and – you know, now that we're headed into the playoffs, at some point he's going to have to play, you know, a, a full game. And so, you know, is, is he football ready? Now, I, I will say Corey is always football ready. <laughs> so I have no doubt that he can he can last into the fourth quarter. But, um, but you know, it, it's difficult with him and then even a few of our other players that we do have to pull at times. I'm going to ask you a question, maybe show how much of an idiot I was years ago. But I remember when Sean Alexander, who played at Boone County High School in Northern Kentucky, he was a, had an unbelievable career. The numbers were eye popping. He was in the All Star game East West and was running past Kentucky, the deep, Tennessee, Kentucky, Tennessee. And I remember thinking yeah. to myself, "Oh, okay, you know, yeah, he's running against Northern Kentucky guys. Wait till he gets in the SEC." And then, of course, when he got there and he did what he did, then when he went with Seattle, and, and now you look at a kid like Corey Kiner and you say, oh, "Okay, he's running against all these small schools." Do you see a similarity there, though? I mean, because you see this guy every single day it's probably easy to look at numbers like that and to say oh okay how many yards would he have against Lakota West how many would he run up against St. Xavier do you hear people and and think that people think that and and how would you respond to that knowing what you see in this guy every day no I I I hear that constantly and and you know I I would say there's he would be successful wherever he played um, you know, it, it's all relative. You know, so it, you know, if he played at a bigger school, they would have a bigger offensive line. Right. They would, have sure. You know, they would have more kids that aren't going both ways. That sort of thing. Um, Corey is an exceptional athlete. I mean, I've been coaching 32 years, and the things that he does still makes me go, "Wow!" Uh, you know, on the headphones, us coaches are like, "Wait, did you really just see what he just did there?" You know, I mean, he he is that spectacular. Um, and even times in practice, you know, where he's. You know, we we don't let him go full go a whole lot in practice, and and we're like, man, you need to gear it back. And there's times in practice it's like he, he does some amazing things. Uh, so him him going from us small school going to the SEC, he's not going to have any problems at all. He he's going to go down there and, and be as successful as he has been with us. Mike, you also don't go six and zero just by having Corey Kiner. Right. He's not playing one on eleven football. How do your right. other guys react to the attention he gets? A and B. Obviously, you've got other guys to get you to six and zero too. 
Right. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's a, another balancing act that, that we have to do, um, you know, because, you know, we practice obviously quite a few plays and, you know, but, you know, when Corey scores every second or third play, that kind of <laughs> throws off the rhythm a little bit. Uh, but, you know, like my quarterback last night, Logan Huber, you know, he was eight for eight for 132 yards and pretty, a touchdown. Pretty efficient. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he's doing really well. And, you know, we got four receivers. We had five different receivers catch balls last night. Um, you know, but I got four receivers that can score from anywhere. Uh, and Kyle Geyer did. He was one of the receivers that, that scored last night on a pass play. Um, and so we have weapons everywhere. Uh, it, and it's just the balance of how do we get the ball to those kids when, when you do have Corey in the backfield. You know, we, we were talking about, obviously, his numbers and people looking at, at you being a Division Five school and wondering are those numbers because of that and all those things. And as you mentioned, you don't get recruited by a Power Five school and a Power Five school like LSU if you're not a talent. How right. how much does that maybe make him a legitimate Mr. Football candidate when people, like I said, can look at the numbers, can look at him cross-eyed and go, eh, yeah, I just don't know. But then you got to balance it with... LSU sees something in this kid to go ahead and recruit him. How much do you think right. he is a legitimate candidate for Mr. Football? I, I think he's Mr. Football. I, I think if he doesn't get it, there's a problem in the system, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, I, I know I'm biased, and you know I'm homer on this, but um, he, he deserves Mr. Ohio. I, I know it's not a career thing, you know. so judging it on six games, but I, I don't know if there's another back in the state that has as many yards and touchdowns as he has in only six games. Right. Uh, hey, you know. I'm not sure they guys have that in two seasons. Correct. Yeah. And, and so if he's not, you know, then there's something wrong. You know, and Evan Prater last year it was a lot like Corey where, you know, he only played a half yeah. or yeah. Know, he yeah. only played a limited time. And, and Evan, obviously, he, he's unbelievable as well. You know, Evan won it. So there's there's no reason Corey should not win it. Um, you know, I, I don't go scouring the stats across the state, but I can't imagine another kid having the numbers that Corey's been able to put up this year. Mike Blount, head football coach at Roger Bacon, the number one seed in Division Five, Region 20, heading into the postseason, which again begins this coming week. And Mike, final question, let's shift to that postseason because obviously you had a great regular season, 6-0, and you win your division in the Miami Valley Conference, but now it's, it's kind of what everybody plays for. How, how is this right. team, how mentally ready, and how do you feel when you look in your region, you got to get out of the region first and you have to take it one game at a time, but... How suited is this team, and how well prepared will your team of Spartans be for a postseason run? I, I think we're very well prepared. I mean, we, we had the heartbreaking game last year against uh, Valley View where we lost, um, you know, on, on a heartbreaking, really bad referee call. But uh, And we had our chances to win that game otherwise. But, you know, we I got a lot of veterans. I got kids that lived through that. You know, our motto this year is unfinished business. And from the get-go, even through quarantine and everything, our kids have had an edge to them that, that hey, we, we got to prove that we belong. You know, it, it shouldn't have came down to one referee call or, you know, us missing something last year. So they, they have been determined that we're going we're gonna to run this thing out. And, you know, how weird the season's been, our kids have remained focused. You know, they, they know that, that, that we got a lot of football still ahead of us. Um, and our best football is, is hopefully still ahead of us. So our, our kids have, have really remained focused, and I, I think we're ready to go. All right. Well, we uh, certainly want to wish you luck, and hopefully we'll be checking back in with you a few weeks down the line to see uh, talk about your next game, and best of luck in the state tournament. Sounds good to me. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yep, thanks, Mike. Uh, Mike Plout, the head football coach of Roger Bacon. And, again, you know, I, I, 
He makes a good point. I mean, compared to Evan Prater and the Corey Kiner. Well, but I also I mean, go back to, I, I think it, it's one of those to look at the numbers. It's another to realize correct. this kid's as high a level recruit as he is. Right. And he's just dominating because he's that good. But the numbers are the numbers. And I think it's hard to, to overlook that. Roger Bacon, by the way, will have a bye yep. uh, in the first round. They will play the winner of Carlisle Summit Country Day on October 17th in round at number two. And they've already played Summit Country yes. Day at Summit. Yep. So, I mean, yep. it's, uh, yeah. And, and I think he, he mentioned that game against Valley View last year, and it was a close one and and you know I think a lot of times there's a lot of teams like that I know you know we'll get to Turpin Winton Woods but I talked we'll to Kent to McCullough when we were out there and they went 10 and 0 in the regular season last year and then lost to Columbus St. Francis to sales and it's kind of that same thing for them like you know we we felt like we were much better we shouldn't go out in the first round so a lot of times when you get eliminated early you're ready to make a run the next year. All right, we looked at some of the Ohio from earlier. One of the games of the night we talked about was Lakota West and Mason. But let's look at the rest of Ohio from last night, where probably maybe even the game of the night occurred in the Eastern Cincinnati yeah. Conference. The championship of the league on the line there. Winton Woods led Turpin just 14-13 to at halftime. Both teams came in undefeated. But then Winton Woods outscored them 19-0 in the second half, going to a 33-13 win. Michael Wingfield, the quarterback, three touchdown passes and a touchdown rushing. Um, impressive win for Winton yeah. Woods. But I think for Turpin... Enough of a confidence booster to think, hey, postseason-wise, we still got a chance? Yeah, but I, I'm telling you, Winton Woods, again, the, the crime of last year's postseason was that Winton Woods wasn't in it. And, you know, they're the number one seed in Region 8, followed by LaSalle, which is the defending Division Two state champ. Look, Winton Woods is about as consistent as consistent can be. And don't, don't forget this. They're now a member of the Eastern Cincinnati Conference. I think it's going to help them. They played the most brutal, brutal week in, week oh, out. Oh, last year? Uh, just, oh, I mean, well, yeah. They missed it by a tenth of a point Correct. playing three GCL South teams and others. Right. Uh, so so I think, yeah, I, I think Turpin on the road. Uh, you know, trust me, the rest of Division Two in the state last year went... Whew. Oh, yeah. But Turpin on the road last night, down 14 nothing. Then they made it 14-13. Then, as you mentioned, they got outscored in the second half. But I think that's good enough if you're Turpin. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Winton Woods and Andre Parker, they've done a great job there. They always have speed, athletes, and and, and they're well coached. I mean, and I, I think I would be stunned if Winton Woods – and, you know, you go back to that Winton Woods. It was 16-14. Winton Woods beat LaSalle. I want to say that was in 2017. It was 2017 because yeah, yeah. LaSalle had won three I in a row. I broadcast 20... game for Spectrum Sports, so yes. yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, I think a lot of people, if the seeds hold up, it'd be those two again. Elsewhere last night in the ECC, Kings polished off Loveland 63-32. They had 42-0 at that, in the first half in that one, I believe. Will Coker all in the first half, went 8 of 13 for 209 and three touchdowns passing, ran for two more scores there. Anderson beat Milford 42-13. Jackson Kuhn, 157 yards and three touchdowns rushing, and he completed 13 of 19 passes for 168 yards and two TDs. And Lebanon held Little Miami to 90 yards total offense, winning 41-7. In the SWAC, the Southwest Ohio Conference, yep. Ross continues rolling it up on the ground. 463 yards rushing. That's what they do. Beat healthy 48-21. It was a close game at the half, 27-21. But Jackson Gifford, boy, three straight weeks for this guy on the ground. Last night, 211 yards, three touchdowns, and the quarterback, C.J. Bowes, ran for 125 and two TDs. Gifford, I think, what is it now, like well, 700 got, yards? And, got, like and he's got 14 touchdowns in the last four, four games. Four games. Yeah, which is crazy. pretty impressive. And, and Ross, and they win the SWAC. I mean, they've done a... You know, a good job, and and, and obviously. And uh, I think they're a team that, you know, as long as you don't turn it over, 
and, and they've got a good enough defense, but but their offense, you can control the clock. They run it, and it'll be very interesting to see what they do in the postseason. Yes, indeed. We'll talk about that postseason here in just a second. Uh, elsewhere last night in, uh, in the rest of that league, Edgewood knocked off Harrison 38-35 in overtime. Tough year for Harrison. Wow. Fell yeah. to 1-5, but lost the overtime game last right. night. Was tied very late in the game with Ross. Ross got outscored 21-7 down the stretch. Right, right. might have been there. And Northwest beat Talawanda 47-10. In the SBAAC American Division, we start... Kind of a surprise to me. Goshen knocked off New Richmond 24-6 to a week after New Richmond played Clinton Massey to a very tough game yeah. for what I thought was the title of that, that Well, that maybe division. maybe it's maybe it's one of those where maybe it was the Hex of the Eagle. Could have been. Maybe it was one of those, though, where you, you – you, because it was 49-41, Clinton Massey yes. beat New Richmond. Maybe you just never – a game a like that, you get so up for it, and you just – the next week, it's not the same. Clinton Massey, which is the number one seed, excuse me, in division – Excuse me, Division Four, Region right. Twenty, the yep. same one that uh, Wyoming and Indian Hill are in. They polished off Wilmington last night, fifty-six twenty-one. And Western Brown, I bring him up every week because my guy, the quarterback Drew Novak, he uh, they beat Batavia forty-seven twenty. He was eighteen of thirty, two seventy-nine, four touchdowns in six regular season games, passed for two thousand two hundred forty-two yards, twenty-three TDs, and only two interceptions. That's pretty impressive. And you know what the best news for Clinton Massey is? Indian Hill and Wyoming are in the other bracket. Yes, they don't have to beat I both mean, of them. Just have correct, to beat one of them. One, yeah. And a, a few more small school scores from last night in the Miami Valley Conference. Clark Montessori beat Miami Valley Christian 36 nothing. Significant only because poor Miami Valley Christian did not score a point Ooh. all season. Even all my son's season. following their games now. Crazy. And right. your guy, Andy Stucker, Andy New Stuckard, Miami, right. beat Lachlan 40-14, to finished that? 4-0 overall, 3-0 and in the Miami Valley Conference Great Division. I guess if they have a champion, technically right. they're it. Well, now, they, they did miss a couple, couple of games. Early, missed the first two, essentially, because of COVID. And, and no, Andy's done a – you know, he was part of Nate Mahan's staff at Northwest. Then he went to Little Miami, and now this is his first head coaching job. So, as a head coach, still undefeated. Yep. Uh, a game that's technically a non-conference game, but it was two Miami Valley Conference teams playing. Norwood beat St. Bernard 36-30. Ryan Peter threw two touchdown passes, all to Kevin English. And then back to the Greater Catholic League for a moment. First the co-ed division, then a non-league South game to wrap up Ohio. It was Carroll over Fenwick 35-21. Fenwick fell to 0-5 on the year. And they're usually a historic Very winner. Yeah. I mean, year in and year out. Yep. And Elder went on the road last night, non-conference, lost to Indianapolis Cathedral 36-14. No embarrassment there. I no. guess the score a bit surprising. LaSalle had played them very tough right. the week before. Yep. Elder just 100 144 yards total offense and eight first downs. And Ben yeah. Hamilton, who's been so good all season long, was just 9 of 23, 108 yards, was intercepted for the first two times Correct. all year, had not thrown an interception. I think the key, though, Tom, is Elder just 36 yards rushing. Well, And I think for a lot of those GCL South I've schools, said this all when year. they don't run it, they don't win. It's hard to win when you have because they, they still want to establish the run. And I, I think as the GCL South commissioner, I'm going to have to recommend removing Indianapolis Cathedral from the schedule. I'm, I'm joking, yeah, of course, actually, but I mean... Actually, they, they end up being the Greater Catholic League South well, champions, right? right? Well, beat three, X, beat X, Elder, L- beat LaSalle. X, LaSalle, and Elder the last three weeks. <laughs> and, and, and I got to tell you, I mean, they are 7-0. and They are overall, forget classifications, they're the number one ranked team in Indiana. They're very, very good. Um, but, yeah, it's it, – you know, and, and maybe for Elder, heading into the postseason – 
Maybe that's kind of a little barometer maybe. check, but I that's think you know. Point. But maybe now Doug Ramsey can come back and go, okay, fix a couple things and uh, see where we go in the playoffs. And we'll wrap things up very quickly in Southeast Indiana, where Lawrenceburg was an easy winner over Rushville, sixty-four fifteen. Lawrenceburg has just one loss in the year. That to came East to Central, East Central, and East right. Central knocked off Connorsville last night, forty-two to seven. South Dearborn in a good one. The Franklin County fell by a score of twenty-four to eighteen. When we come back, one final segment, but it's an extended segment to talk. Football playoff pairings in Ohio where there was a, a little bit of controversy. Well, and again, I'm going to go one. on record as saying coaches should never be allowed to vote ever. For anything. Anything. For anything. Stop. I am with you. As we continue the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers. Finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Back in for our final segment of the Greater Cincinnati High School Football Scoreboard and Recap Show. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Tom Gamble from the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown and the Commissioner of the Greater Catholic League South. Uh, we wanted to spend an extended time um, here in this last segment. we got about 12 or 13 minutes to talk about the football playoff pairings in Ohio where this year everybody got in. And let me point one thing out with the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown. We haven't been to Northern Kentucky yet. We'll You're coming. Th- we'll get we there coming. this next week. But we coming. we're also, you know. We're we, coming. We, 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 can, we can do some stuff with the playoffs because it's different. Yes. I mean, the, the way we're doing things this year, and we may even go back to a rival game week 8, 9, or 10, depending on what it is. So stay tuned. We announce it at X-Town Showdown. We announce that every Tuesday, by the way. And a shameless plug real quickly for, yes. for if you need to find a score from oh, us. Yeah. We, don't, we don't go through every score on this show. We right. just try to touch some of the highlights. You can catch them at local12.com. It's yep. easy to read. I got them in conference by conference. You just conference look for the order. little graphic, so click got, on it, and pretty, there they all simple. are. simple. We got highlights from last night's game, and we'll get to the playoffs here in a second. I've got all the playoff pairings locally up and links to brackets. So if you need to look at the full bracket, yep. you can click on that. The bracket will pop up in PDF format. Pretty easy to read. And I have two suggestions for public address announcements. Yes. Take a look at the PA reads prior to reading it for the first time. We'll start with that. And and if you can't read, don't do PA. It's, I, yeah, un- that's it's unbelievable. Like Appreciate your time. Like, but... Seriously. So I, ha- I have a read that directs people to at X town oh, show. Geez, no. Oh, my God. At XTO. I'm like, you can't be serious. Yes, you can. Yes, well, you can. Well, sadly, we yes, are. Yes, and I like this. I like line by line. So they're in, you know, the big font. You see, I you see read them. I read them. easier than hell to I, read. I they read a line. Pretty, I think they're pretty stop. simple. You read another line. You occasionally stop. do have a typo. But I do. I, well, but that's you know what I do God. usually? I read right. ahead of time to well, make sure of the typo. Well, you know what? If I not have a really typo, hard. it's not going to prevent you from knowing what the word is. Unless you're pulling a Ron Burgundy and just reading it verbatim. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to do that. Anyway, on to the playoffs. On to the playoffs. All right, let's just go in chronological order from Division One through Division Seven locally. Are you reading every game? I'm going to kind of touch on every game. some of these games, don't deserve to be right, In Division oh, 1, Region kidding. 4 in the upper bracket. Yes. Number 16, West Claremont's at number 1, Lakota West. Number right. 9, Sycamore at 8, Lakota East. Number 13, Lebanon at number 4, Mason. And number 12, Milford at number 5, Coleraine. Notice there's no Crater Catholic League South teams in that because they all got voted into the other bracket where number 15, Oak Hills is at number 2, Princeton. Number 10, Fairfield at number 7, Elder. Number 14, Walnut at number 3, St. Xavier. And I think the most compelling game, number 11, Bowler at number 6, yeah. Hamilton Interesting there. game, you're correct. Um, for, for goodness sakes. Um, let's start with the upper bracket. There's no question, you know, Lakota West is clearly the best team in that bracket. Yeah. Uh, Coleraine, just because of past history, maybe, but they got to get through Mason first. But the big story in this region, in this bracketing, is the way the voting took place. And it's shameful that some coaches in the Greater Miami Conference got together to collude 
and vote down the well, owners of the world. It's ridiculous. So basically, for people who don't know, you can't vote for yourself. So you basically were asked to vote in order, and it starts with, which would be from top seed to lowest seed. Then they put them all together and came up with with the seedings. And Lakota West should have been number one, without hesitation. I mean, they're, they're Lakota wound- West should have been number one. Correct. St. Xavier should have been number two, not Princeton. And yeah, but, I, you, I but now, if you use now, I, I Joe Idol, done. But JoeIdle.com, if you reference the Harbin ranks, and, and I'll use and, this. And that's fair. If you were an attorney and you were on trial defending a team in this case, you could make a case for Princeton, and I would say, okay. You may, from an eye test and looking at scores, but here, here's what I would say. Correct me if I'm wrong. You as a coach are expected to look at the list of teams in your respective region and vote them based on which team would be the best to which you would feel would have the most trouble winning. I'm going to give you a specific analogy here to prove this point. In Division One, Region One, which is Northeast Ohio, which is Lakewood, St. Edwards, St. Mentor, Ignatius. and Nan- Okay, Cleveland, St. Ignatius. COVID-related, they've played two games. So when they voted this past Tuesday, Wednesday, around the state, they were 0-2. They have no win. So if you looked at JoeIdle.com and the Harvard, they, the they were at near the bottom. They wound up being voted number five because coaches were honest and legitimate and said they're one of the best teams in this region. To me, it's troubling when you vote your league teams first, or you try to design it so you disparage a team or teams. Somebody voted it's Oak just, Hill's 10th. Give me a break. Well, I get and, Give and, me and a and break. The, the reality of it is you can see, people can see what each coach from each school voted. That's just, embarrassing. Well, it's it's embarrassing to me. And I had somebody Vote. tell me this. Wouldn't you think put yourself in the position, and the one I think that I'll use is Elder. Number L- seven. L- okay, now I will say Joe Idle did admit, and he right. stopped doing the Harbins the correct after he week, did. week five. I get it. He didn't do it for this week. Well, he doesn't need to because week yes, five you could at least that was reference that, that. That was yes. the cutoff point. Elder yes. was fourth, mm-hmm. and which for I them think to be voted seventh. Give me a break. Well, which I think, and, and honestly, I'll go back to it again. Lakota West, Princeton, Saint X, and it, it, and for me, it would be Elder. And that has nothing yes. to do with me being the GCL South Commissioner. I've seen this team. Look at what. No, I, I, I could put Princeton third or fourth, and I could. I mean, honestly. But I'm not. I, I, I guess argue. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even going to argue. Two, three, four could have been any of the three of right. them. Right. West, I think we clearly earned it. But to me, not, to me, to me, beyond that, beyond those four, it's I, well, it's going to prove itself out on the field. And and Hamilton's been given a pretty tough first round game. Yeah, it Bowler. is. And the bottom line is, I mean, in a way. Princeton's going to have to earn it too because they're going to have to get. They through, are. They're going to have to get through Elder probably first yep. in a second round game, and then through Saint X probably right. second in a in a, in a semifinal game. And, and you know game. what? And, and I asked, and I had Steve Specht on the show I do on seven hundred WLW on Thursday night, and, and that's exactly what he, he. You know, his point was: look, yeah, by now we're, we're in the playoffs. You got to play. You got to win games. It's just it's frustrating to think that. You wouldn't do it legitimately. You wouldn't vote legitimately. Any, any con- Now, if you want to talk to another coach and say, hey, man, what do you think about this team? And have a conversation like that, no issue. 
But to try and suggest that we ought to vote a certain way Ridiculous. is just point blank wrong. No question. Yeah, I'm not going to go through every schedule every no, game. I'm just going to touch you. on a handful of them. Let's go. I just want to do everyone in, sure. in Division One no, just fine. because it kind of had symmetrically worked itself out. In Division Two, Region Eight, which should be just superb. Yeah. Wintwood's got the one seed, so they got to buy into the second round uh, two weeks from now. Uh, they'll likely eventually play either number four Kings or number five Turpin to get out of that bracket. And, and you know, Kings just is to an get out of that bracket. And Kings is an interesting yes. one. They really are. Put up some points. Yeah, the other bracket has LaSalle as the two seed getting a bye. Anderson is a six seed getting a bye. I think clearly LaSalle comes through that, but after watching LaSalle last night, I just I don't know. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this. The thing about LaSalle is if you look to Joe Idle through five, LaSalle was not two. They, they were down low. But, but, but I think but that's the eyeball again, test and schedule and all those It is because people things. look and go, look at what LaSalle's got. They're the defending state champ behind Winton Woods. They're two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, the way it should that's be. That's the way it should be. Exactly right. In Division Three, Region 12, uh, among the, the teams, the key teams that got buys to Richmond, which we mentioned, lost right. to Goshen. Goshen actually, this will tell you how big of an upset than that was last night, unless they held starters or something. Goshen is the 20 seed. Sheesh. New Richmond's the number four, lost yeah, by 18 last right. night. New Richmond got a bye. Our guy's number five, Ross, got a bye yeah. as well. I kind of like Ross's chances. Now, again, you know they're not the one or two seed, but they both got byes. And then down in the lower bracket, Baden got a bye. They're the number two seed. They're having a really good year. They play McNicholas today. today. Yes, yeah. to conclude their, uh, their regular season. Um, and then we go to Division Four, where it should Ooh. be just an absolute battle in Region 16. Clinton Massey got a first-round bye. McNicholas is the five seed yeah. got a bye. Could be a really good matchup with McNicholas and Massey to get out of that bracket. And then in the bottom bracket, Indian Hills, the two seed, got a bye. Wyoming's the three seed, got a bye. They're going to probably be the two teams yeah. battle out to get out of that bracket. And then it's got to be Massey or Baden or, or, or McNick, rather, taking on Wyoming or Indian Hill yeah. just to get out of the region. Right, that's a tough and, and I think, you know, a lot of times people will say, how how is it that Cincinnati area teams don't have more success, smaller school level, winning state titles. And, and I will tell you what I believe it is. I believe it is so di- – I'm not making excuses. I just think if you look historically at what it takes and use that region as an example to get out of your own region, right. I think sometimes by the time you get out, you're so damn spent. Yeah. And there have been there are isolated other great small school programs around the state of Ohio, too. Indeed. Let's go to Division right. 5, Region 20. We just talked with Mike Blatt, the yep. head coach of Roger Bacon. His team got a first-round bye. They'll play the Carlisle Summit Country Day winner. Also in that bracket is number 5, CHCA, which has a bye as well. They'll take on the Tip City Bethel Madeira winner in the lower bracket, Nice year for Blanchester finishes Absolutely. the number two seed. Nice year last year, yes. too. A couple of them back-to-back. Yes, indeed. To Division Six, Region 24, really not a lot to talk about here because no local teams other than New Miami and Fayetteville Perry got buys, but they're the 8-9 seed, and they will play each other yeah. in a second-round game um, on October the 16th. So tough for probably any team to get very deep in Division Six, And a similar circumstance, um, actually that was Division Seven. excuse me, in Division Six. Too many divisions. Yeah, too many divisions. There to are talk too about. many divisions. Yeah, in Division Six, we really don't have any teams. We only have a handful of locals. Deer Park is the 15 seed. St. Bernard's the 14 yeah. seed. That's it locally. So now, not a lot there. Question is, and we'll use Major League Baseball. A lot of people think with the with all the changes that occurred in the game this year, that they'll take some of that moving forward, playoff expansion, et cetera, whatever. 
do you think now next year it goes to 12 in each region previously it was yeah. eight so at one point it used to be one then it was two then it was I, four i then remember it was eight. i remember breaking the story at the post right since any post when i was covering high schools following in your great footsteps when it went four to eight well, no when it went two, two to, to four. four yeah so, I mean, it used to come down to Princeton Moore. They played at Nippert, and one of them would go on. So, next year it would be 12, which I'm going to use the Division One Region One, where if you put Middletown back in, you put would Put Middletown have, back in, and you put with, or uh, uh, no, Walnut's already in. So, yeah, you put 17. I think that, I think that 18. I think uh, Springboro, did, Springboro Spring, also okay. got moved out. So, think about that. So, 18 and 12, uh, I, I just, I don't, and, and I know the theory is if you let more in the postseason, in theory, Coaches would be more willing to schedule yeah, you're, you're, better you're, games. Tom, you're really only adding an extra layer because you'd have the four top seeds get a bye and then the other eight teams play play-in I'm games. I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with that. I, if you'd asked me this 10 years ago, I'd have said scoffed at it. But I think yeah. what we've seen is, in what you just talked about, so many teams just ducking each other and it well, makes for sometimes a regular season. You. It's literally just, it's just conference-laden, two bye games basically, and you're done. I've never complained about the Harbin computer ratings, and I won't. I won't either. I Get like the them. the subjectivity like them. of coaches out of it. Because, Agreed. and I was told by somebody that in basketball, where, you know, football's the only one where really, you know, not everybody gets in. In basketball, I was told it took four years. So they had to continue to add in. Like, they, they added in, Tweaking. you can't vote for yourself. Right. And then they threw out the The, the highest vote and, and the lowest, lowest. Vote. They tried everything, and it took four years to get to the point where they felt like the voting was legitimate. Four years. because And, and by the way, this isn't the only region in the state this year where this same sort no of activity occurred. And and as long as and here's I'm gonna I'll just, I'll shut up after Ludicrous. this. Here's what irritates me. Coaches have all these mottos and all these slogans, right? That they try to get their Play kids to buy anytime, into. anywhere. Win the day. Win the day. All this Win kind the of moment. stuff. And then they and it, so what do they tell their kids about this? Duck the tough team. Well they don't. And they don't. That's the problem. It's just I don't know. Maybe you ought to wear that on print that on a shirt. It's duck, just it's frustrating. Duck the tough team. Yep, seize, seize, seize the, the day, day baby. Exactly. D-E-Y. Seize it. All right, our thanks to Dave Trosper, the head football coach at Connor. Again, you can catch Connor and Highlands tonight on the CW Cincinnati. Steve Jarnicky and myself will be on the call for that one. Thanks as well to Mike Blatt, the head coach of Roger Bacon, making a case for his guy, Corey yeah. Kiner, for Mr. Football. It's a good year to have your TV games because most people have said to me, I'd like to go to this game, but I can't get in. That's right. I mean, if you think about it, if you're not family – you can't get in? Watch it on TV. Now, which, which station's it on tonight? CW Cincinnati, CW Cincinnati. 25, 25 on dial. And a reminder, next week on WatchHSSports.tv, we'll yes. have, I'll have the Moeller-Hamilton game. And that'll be a good one. And our yeah. guy, Lee W. Mullen, he's going to have the Oak Hills at Princeton broadcast on WatchHSSports.tv. You get to Gamble, go to Virgil Swarm Stadium. Stadium. My favorite. Yeah. Tom Gamble, I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us. It's been the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Just for you. What you say, I say.